Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. And today is a special day. <laughs> I laugh because today is Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day for this year, March 8th, 2023. This month is also National Nutrition Month. So it's fitting to celebrate Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day in the month of March. And like with anything, there's National Donut Day or National Coffee Day. So why not there be a Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day? And if you've been following us for a while on the podcast, you know that a registered dietitian has a four-year degree. We have an internship. We take a board test. We are science-based research and knowledge and everything else and above. So that is why we have the term registered dietitian nutritionist and there is a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist which we've talked about here on before sometimes I think it's almost redundant to say dietitian nutritionist but it's so everyone knows that we hold both titles so on this podcast we do celebrate today and I like to give you a snapshot of all the dietitians that we've had on the podcast from last March so this episode will be a little snippet of all the good advice from the registered dietitians that we've had on the podcast this is only part one so today we are hearing from 10 registered dietitians Awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Jess Trader. I am owner of Exhibition Wellness. I have a lot of clients with, you know, inflammatory conditions. And I can pinpoint when they're having like a flare-up or if a flare-up is like coming just through that number. Um, I can tell if they're not drinking enough water. Um, you know, for a lot of people, just getting more energy, you know, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, I had a client who you know, was kind of living in a brain fog. And she's like, I didn't even realize it until, you know, I met you and we, we changed my eating habits. And um, another client, but what her story really shows is that it's more than just what you're eating. And she, like, kind of a backstory on her, you know, she has PCOS and she has some other underlying conditions. So she had lost, I don't know, let's say 20 pounds. Um, you know, doing what I told her, you know, she was doing great. And I'm like, all of a sudden she just stalled. And I said, you know, just with your underlying conditions, I really think you should go get your hormones checked. And so her and I had discussions over that and she ultimately did go get them checked. And what she found was that all of her adrenal hormones were just shot. She had nothing, like nothing. So basically she was in a postmenopausal state and at 37. We focused on that, like getting that better as well. And Yeah, so my name is Andrea Grange. I go by Andy, um, and I am a registered dietitian. I've been a dietitian for about nine years, and I worked in the hospital for eight of those years and then started my private practice last year. Um, kind of dabbled in it before that, but have really gotten into it in the last 
uh, six months or so. And I am an anti-diet dietitian, so I teach people how to intuitively eat and heal their relationship with food and all the fun things that go along with that. So we go through mindful eating, we go into, you know, emotional eating and stress eating and kind of assessing is it emotional hunger versus physical hunger and how to do that. And then we do a lot of intuitive eating and how do you learn to listen to your body and how do you start to recognize your hunger and fullness again and all of those things that seem so basic, but you know, when you spent years dieting, you can totally lose sight of how to know when you're hungry and full and how to know how much to eat and how to know what you're craving, you know, all those things that we're born being able to do, but unfortunately diet culture kind of just drills them out of us to the point where we don't even remember how to do them anymore. So there was actually a study done, I believe it was at Harvard University, and they took 31 of the very large studies that studied dieting and found that the number one predictor of weight gain was actually dieting. And I think that just shocks people because initially diets often do work, right? The first week or couple weeks or even couple of months, you know, people are like, well, I lost weight. But then six months later, a year later, I regained it all plus 10 pounds. And so, you know, the more that we do that, the more damage we do to our metabolisms and our minds. Um, and after our time working together, by the end, she was like, I think about food maybe 5% of the time. You know, I just kind of think about it before I eat. Um, and so that was so cool to see just that transition of, you know, not having to constantly be thinking about food, but being able to just live your life and enjoy life. The other thing I think is really cool is I don't focus on weight loss, obviously. You know, that's not the goal of my program. But I, I tell people often that most of my clients do lose weight. And it's not a huge, quick, you know, 50 pounds in two months or anything like that. But most of my clients, once they start implementing these healthy habits and actually heal their relationship with food, they find that they're able to stop binging. They're able to stop overeating, you know, because they're noticing their hunger and fullness. And most of them do end up losing weight. And it's not even necessarily on the scale. Maybe it is. But a lot of times they're just like, oh, my clothes are looser. I feel better. You know, I have more energy, things like that. So it's so cool to just see how it makes their life better. My name is Keisha Banks Thornton. In addition to being a dietitian, um, I'm also a health coach. So I help people figure out what is most important to them regarding their health. And then I help them figure out, you know, how to get to their best, best self. And so, you know, we do that through setting baby step goals that um, they're really confident and motivated to work on. In 2016, um, I launched my line. They're called Delish Cookies. And um, I have three different flavors, ooey gooey chocolate, carrot cake, trail mix. Um, they're a mixture of nuts and seeds and you know, dried fruit, um, oats, you know, flaxseed, all good stuff in there. Um, and raisins and apricots give it the natural sweetness. So, you know, they're a good source of fiber, lots of good healthy fats in them. Um, I sell them online. So for y'all listening, you know, head on over to my website, mygoodnutrition.com. Um, I sell them there. And then at a couple local health food stores here in Richmond. So we're a small business, a small home-based, you know, food business. So my name is Elizabeth Beal. I own a private practice, Elizabeth Beal Nutrition, and um, I am completely virtual. 
located currently, though, in the state of Florida, but I am <laughs> virtual. Um, and I work with those healing their relationship with an eating disorder, disordered eating, and focusing in on intuitive eating and health at every size. A lot of my clients have unfortunately experienced this, and that's if we have the cake, and then it feels like we can't stop eating the cake. And so then our minds tell us, well, I'm addicted to cake. And so then we start this cycle back over again. Extremely valid feeling, like I said, to have that. Um, the research out there says that like food does share a common uh, brain pathway with other addictive substances. So meaning that the same pathway, um, the dopamine pathway that we share uh, with ad uh, addictive substances does occur. Um, however, um, that same pathway will light up even if we are having, um, like listening to a really fun song or, uh, petting, um, our animals or whatever that is, that pathway will also light up. So to be able to just zone in and say that sugar does that, um, we can't really, because there's a lot of other like compounding factors there. A lot of times if I ask my clients to tell me, what's a bad food? That's oh, cake. I keep going back to the cake example. Okay, cake's a bad food. So what's a good food? Oatmeal. Okay, so we have our good food. We have our bad food. However, our bodies don't really look at it that way. Our bodies, um, when we consume that food, it breaks it down any other way. Um, it breaks it down into uh, the simplest form. So into our glucose, into our fatty acids, into our amino acids. So that is all broken down. And our body, um, if it was truly addicted to that sugar, then we'd be almost addicted to all foods because no matter if you're having that oatmeal or that cake, it's still going to break down into that glucose and those other components. Yes. Thank you for having me back on your podcast. Um, my name is Lisa. I am better known as Thoughtfully Fueled on Instagram. And I... This is my new thing. I'm the self-proclaimed dietitian who doesn't believe in diets. I wrote that down one place somewhere and people love it. So I'm rolling with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm an intuitive eating dietitian and a weight neutral personal trainer who is just here to help women rediscover a relationship with food movement and their body that is different than one they've had in the past. We know that the weight will fluctuate. Everyone's weight fluctuates here and there. But we're saying that weight that, like you said, it's kind of effortless. You get into this point where you're fueling your body, you're moving in a way that feels good, and it's just where you hang out. And kind of coming back to the eating on vacation, the more and more that you go back and forth and, you know, just try to change your body for a short amount of time, what we're getting at, and the reason I brought up that set point weight is it has long-term effects. The more and more you do this for the short-term kind of benefit, the longer it has to impact you, you know, multiple different things. It just really does have these long-term impacts on your overall health. Yeah, so I'm Haley Walker, and now I'm a registered dietitian, and I work with mainly kids who are picky eaters or just anybody um, who's looking to help their kids' nutrition and really make sure that they're getting the nutrients that they need and having a healthy relationship with food. Well, carbohydrates are an important part of the diet, 
um, our brain needs only like 100 grams a day to function. And then that's just our brain. And so when you think about the rest of your body, we really need to be getting enough carbs in during the day. So we have enough energy. And specifically, when we're looking at kids, especially picky eaters who might not be getting enough food during each meal, where it might be because they are picky and they don't really want to eat the foods that are served, or they just don't realize they're hungry or like have the wherewithal to ask for a snack yet. Um, so then when they start not eating quite so much at meals, they're looking for something that's going to give them quick energy and so they're usually reaching for these like carby foods when it gets to that point. And a lot of times it can feel like your kids might be obsessed with these carbs and this sugar when really they might just be hungry. And it's not really that big of a deal when we look at the grand scheme of things. But there are ways that we can help them to balance those out so it's not the only thing that they're eating. They're having those thoughts of, you know, carbs aren't good, like we can't do this especially during the summer where your kids are going to want to go out for ice cream. You know, there's all of the ice cream places open and they want to be doing all those fun activities. It's just one occurrence out of all of them. In reality, you're probably not going to be buying ice cream out every single day. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. I'm Tara. I'm a registered dietitian and I work in both the clinical space as well as private practice. I feel like everyone. Everyone has a beach body. <laughs> Everyone's beach body looks different. So um, no one's perfect. And it's so important to just kind of strive more towards progress instead of perfection and really focus on what you need and how good your body feels. Thing we usually do probably is look in the mirror. My muffin top looks huge in these pants to my mascara looks good. <laughs> and then just practicing that, of course, this takes time practice that over and over again and the mindset shift is the, the biggest key here I would definitely on those days your fluffy days quote unquote <laughs> um, I would try to wear things that are a little bit more loose or fitting for those days like putting on something more comfortable and putting on something that fits you like you don't necessarily need to fit in that certain size like the clothes should be fitting you but that first look in the mirror is like even if you don't even have a negative thought, the first thing you do when you look in the mirror in the morning, maybe just one positive thing about yourself. Well, my name is Shannon Costello, and I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and culinary coach. My private practice focuses mostly on intuitive eating for those who either want to eat in a plant-based manner or already are eating in a more plant-based pattern and so I support those with a non-diet approach and really get into the hands-on coaching method going into the kitchen exploring new foods and learning how to love our food and our body once again so it's mostly what I focus on yeah this is a perfect topic for the summer and just year-round but I think the you know biggest thing here is our mindset around having to stay on track or being on versus off track, right? So if we approach the weekend or a holiday or a vacation and we're thinking, oh, now I get to enjoy all these great foods, whereas during the weekday or your you know typical daily routine, you don't have those foods included, then of course we're going to feel like 
something's changing and we're not doing the right thing. And it all kind of stems down to that mindset of picking and choosing what's important to our health and taking a break from our health on the weekends or on holidays when in essence it's really doesn't work like that, right? Like our health is a daily practice, no matter what day of the week, time of year, or special occasion, our health matters. And it just doesn't stop just because it's, you know, summer vacation or 4th of July. So I think it's really important to recognize that just because, you know, this is a different day or a different routine or eating schedule doesn't mean that you have to completely throw your normal routine out the window. You can still apply important pieces of your habits into these different routines. And one of the you know things that I can follow up with that is that restrictive or dieting mindset that we often you know follow during the weekday, leading into weekends or holidays. So mindset is the first thing that comes to mind when we talk about this on track versus off track. Yes, thank you so much for having me. My name is Carly. I'm a registered dietitian. I am the owner of Play With Carly Virtual Practice, where I help women improve their relationship with food while reaching their, their nutrition goals. Yeah, so mindful eating. So in the space of social media, I just found that it, it always kind of always went down to, to mindful eating. People wanted to improve their relationship with food or improve their digestion. Um, and there's just so many benefits of mindful eating, especially um, being at home and, you know, during COVID and in isolation, people kind of, you know, really had to sit with themselves um, and think about food and, you know, it being right there and so easy accessible um, and trying to navigate what it, what, what food means to them and, and how to incorporate it into a healthy diet. Um, and I think mindful eating can definitely help with all of that. So it's one part of, of my, my practice that I incorporate with my clients, but it's not, you know, all I focus on. Um, but I think it is a great, a good approach to, to start to, you know, have a better relationship with food and, and understand what food means to you. Working in the field for, for quite some time um, and seeing that it always kind of went down to, to, to deeper than just you know, what should I eat? Um, how should I eat? It's more of that emotional aspect around food. And I was a former former bariatric dietitian, actually, for weight loss surgery. And it, it, it was just so much more working with those clients. You saw that psychological aspect um, that they had and that many of them did have. And, you know, you have to really understand how food plays a role, you know, Food is a big part of our lives, right? From when we are a baby to to child to, to growing up, and it has so many aspects in our lives, from social environment, um, you know, and it's always it's always there. It's a big factor. It's something that we have to do multiple times a day, right? Every day. Um, so if you never really get the root of, you know, how does food make you feel? How how the relationship with food? Um, are you a stress eater? Are you an emotional eater? Um, if you don't address those issues and if you're just telling people, this is what you should eat, this is how you should eat, and not understanding deeper about how it affects them, um, how they manage stress, how they, how they manage um, 
situations and, you know, if they lean on food and you don't ask that as a dietitian, then you're, you're, it's not, it's not going to make those um, behavioral changes that we want to see in the long term. Yes. Hi, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Julie and I am a registered dietitian um, and I help people fuel their oral and overall health so they can have a nice, happy, healthy smile and melt and um, have a happy, healthy body since they are both connected. Um, and this may not just be applicable to dietetics, but probably health in general, that your mouth and your dental health is just treated separately from the rest of your body. And as I read more research and started to really understand and learn, I thought, well, these are both connected nutrition-wise. What's going on in your mouth can be an indicator of what's going on with the rest of you. So why not focus on fuel, fueling both and learning that connection? Oh, gosh, yes. So big topics of interest when I talk about oral health are a lot of it um, is either, you know, how do I get strong teeth or how do I, um, you know, not get cavities? Um, and, you know, you can eat to help prevent cavities, but, you know, I'm sure at a certain point, if you get a cavity, you've got to go to the dentist. Um, so those, that's one aspect. And then the other aspect that I talk about really pretty heavily is your gums, because your gums can, the state of your gums could be an indicator of, you know, if you have a heart, they develop your heart health. So your gum and your heart health are connected with that vasculature, dementia, diabetes, and cardiovascular. So a lot of focusing on fueling eating foods that fuel your gums that can also help prevent or manage um, heart health, diabetes. And if you're concerned about things like uh, dementia, there's been some studies that show that they're connected. Yes. So foods that they could focus on are foods that are packed in vitamin C. So, you know, your peppers, your berries, your fruits, your veggies, um, and other foods to focus on actually fiber because fiber helps make saliva in your mouth and that can help make your gums. It's all connected. Um, so, you know, your whole, your whole grains, whole wheat, um, and of course back to veggies. And then another option to help with gums is really good sources of quality protein, like uh, chicken, salmon, omega-3s. We have heard from 10 wonderful dietitians in this episode. And if you want to hear the full episode, those are linked in the show notes. So go ahead and check there for the full episode if you want to hear more. Naming this the Daily Dietitian Podcast, we do have a lot of dietitians on here as well as other experts and professionals within the health and wellness topic. Starting this podcast, I never really thought I would have people on the show, but I think that is the best thing about this podcast because we get to hear each and everyone's take and mold those little nuggets, gold nuggets of information that they give to us and learn from it, inspire us, and also educate us. So as we celebrate Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day, celebrate with me. Have your favorite food and your favorite drink. And let's cheers to that. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast. <laughs>